Yeah. My Snap stories and my Instagram stories, when I go to SeaWorld, everybody's like, yo, where is this? And I'm like, SeaWorld. And they're like, there is no way. I thought that place didn't even exist anymore. And I'm right. like, it's there, alive and well, and we are having the time of our lives. Like, <laughs> Yeah, we're back. Round two. You know, you, I wasn't planning on having a repeat guest for a while. So you're the exception. Thank you. Because we had this idea. I'll be here all night. <laughs> we had this idea of doing a SeaWorld podcast, and I was like, who better? Who better? I need Kevin for this. So before we get started, I want to let you all know what we're doing today. The plan is to basically just go over like how much potential SeaWorld really has. Like if they yeah. did a few things different or just like what they have in Kind mind. of everything different, honestly. Yeah. A I mean, lot. Differently, <laughs> except for don't change the alcohol level on your drinks. That is true. Keep that up, please. Their drinks are <laughs> nice. Yeah, so the plan today, um, number one, we're going to go through mine and Kevin's credibility, obviously, so you don't think we're just up here yapping to yap. Number two, Kevin is actually very knowledgeable about a lot of stuff going on. Unfortunately. <laughs> for SeaWorld. And number three... I'm going to look up a few articles about what they're doing and what they have planned. So Yeah, fact check me because the garage, you guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> Universal doesn't have the biggest parking garage in the world, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin got fact checked on the last podcast because he said that Disney and Universal have the biggest parking garages in the world. I was like not even, it was like number four, number five, I think, or something. Yeah. Like I wasn't even close, but wasn't it's okay. Close. A um, for effort. Yeah, you tried. Yeah, <laughs> You did your best. So... First, let's start with. Let's start, let's start with my credibility. Yeah, I'll go to you because mine's way less credible. Um, I worked at SeaWorld for. Give me your SeaWorld journey. Like, I want to know. Okay, so yeah. I moved to Orlando after the pandemic. The plan was to work for Disney. That's the only reason I came back. During the pandemic, Disney wasn't hiring yet. However, comma SeaWorld was. So, applied for SeaWorld, also because a girl. That I liked was also working at SeaWorld, so obviously... Applying for a job for a girl is crazy. And where's that girl now? She doesn't like me at all, actually. Uh, well, you... go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> so... Enough said. <laughs> yeah, chase the money, not the girls. That's the point of the story. Catch flights, not feelings. <laughs> That's the point of the story. <laughs> um, so then I started working for them. Probably for like three months, maybe. Got to the point where the thing was, SeaWorld is it's a lot less crowded than Disney Universal. So when I went there, handling them on a busy day was extremely easy for me. So all of the managers like wanted to promote me, and I was like, mm, like I'm really not planning on staying here. And they're like, well, yeah, but like we get that, but until you leave, like why not? And I was like. Because I know how this goes. My mom, like, my mom was a manager at IOBs for, like, 12 years. So she was the first one to teach me, like, yes, her work is very important. However, comma, if you are a very good worker, they will use you. Yeah. Because you're the best. They're going to want to use you. Mm -hmm. So I knew that going into SeaWorld, I was like, if I'm too good, they're going to want me for more stuff. And I was like, I don't want to do that. That holds you back from your potential, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. So I eventually was like, hey, guys, Disney is hiring at Epcot. I'm going to leave. I'm out. So 
not to toot my own horn, but I was a great worker. They literally wanted to promote me. And not only that, after I got let go from Disney. We'll call it that. Yeah. <laughs> I applied for SeaWorld again, got hired as an assistant manager mm-hmm. for um, like outdoor foods, which is the same thing that I was like doing yeah. at Disney. Would that have been for the festivals? Yeah. Okay. I would have been running, like helping run all of those mm-hmm. and went through all the training again. All of like my past supervisors were still there. They were like, great. We're getting Jason back. This is going to be great. And then the day, my first day I was supposed to go in, I was like, I woke up because my schedule was only weekends. I was supposed to work 24 hours every weekend, which would have been Wait, fine. Oh, 20. Sorry. I thought yeah. you were saying like 24 hours every day of the weekend. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that's a lot of work. But yeah, no, no. See, it sounds like SeaWorld. Yeah. It would have been like 12 hours on Saturday, 12 hours on Sunday. Fair. Which like for me at the time would have been perfect. Cause like I get the, I get the entire week off. And I yeah. just have to work the weekdays or weekends. But I woke up that day and I just like, there was something in my like heart that I was like, this isn't where I should be. So I called them and, and was like, I'm not coming in. And they're like, oh, are you sick? I was like, no, I'm not coming in like at all. And they're like, what do you mean? Like you just went through all this training. What do you mean? And I was oh, like, God. I was like, yeah, I know. But like, it's just. I don't feel like I belong here. And they were so respectful. They were like, honestly, we don't know how much potential you have. We don't think you belong here either. And I was like, wow. That's I don't know so if that's like a, world. I was like, I don't know that's if that's so a backhanded compliment or if that's like, you won't be like, yeah, we don't need you anyways. That is so SeaWorld. So yeah, that was my SeaWorld journey. And if you know anything about SeaWorld, I worked at Voyagers that like, yeah. th- it's the busiest restaurant. Smokehouse. Yeah. Big one with the sale up front. Yeah. That's the one. It's, a, it's their busiest restaurant in their park. So, I know what I'm talking about when I say, like, I know what SeaWorld is like on a busy day. Yeah. I mean, it's not that bad compared to the other parks. But, like, we have, I mean, so this is a cool podcast that we're doing because we have talked about this, like, you know, personally as, like, yeah, regular camera. humans. Yeah. Um, How we think SeaWorld is the park with the most potential in Orlando. And I genuinely think it is. The thing is that I feel like it gets a bad reputation, obviously, because of Blackfish. Yeah. And... Which totally fair. Like, obviously treat your animals well. Like, kind of like number one thing. However, comma, if you go to SeaWorld, especially like when I started working for them, because I went in with the intention of like this company. I had that same thought. Like, crap, I don't even want to tell people I work here. Yeah. But then as soon as I got in there, I was like, wait a minute. They do so much like animal rescue. I'm like, why don't they talk about this? They do so much behind the scenes, like off stage, backstage. That you don't even yeah. see. I'm like, yeah. why are they not promoting this? This is what people want to see. Like, this is it. So my thought has always been, ever since I started working there, I was like, what they should have done is made a animal rescue, like, place and then built a theme park around it. And then I heard that that's basically what they did in San Diego with the first one. Is that yeah. how it started. Yes. And I was like... Because SeaWorld has, like, a rescue center... But it's like backstage, like not right. You you can only go into it when you do the inside look events, which yeah. is when they take you like backstage, so like on top of like the uh, shark tanks. Um, they'll take you like behind the whales, like the orca section, um, and then they'll take you over to the rescue center where you get to see like all the cool stuff, and you can see like all the rehabilitation that they're doing, which is cool. Not to discredit Blackfish, 
because I don't know what the company was like in 2013. Right. I never saw any harm or any mistreatment of animals. Um, when I got asked where I work, I, t- I used to tell people when I first started, <laughs> I worked at SeaWorld and they're like, oh, what do you do? I was like, well, you know, like that when the whales don't behave, like you just got to <laughs> turn the power on and shock them, like, yeah, which is not funny, it. like, you know, but it's still like, I never, I never saw any mistreatment, honestly. No. And, oh, well, let me go into my credibility because it's yeah, like yeah, tie yeah. in. So I started at SeaWorld basically the same way you did. I wanted to work for Disney or Universal. Um, I was still in school and I had just, so I was here before COVID for school, moved back home for COVID with my parents and then came back after COVID. And I was literally sitting in Hollywood studios one day waiting for a rise of the resistance boarding group. This is when you still had to be like inside the park. Oh snap. This is And I was sitting, yeah. And I was sitting on one of the benches in, what's it called? Like Sunset Boulevard, that like street that goes down to tower. Yeah. Sunset Boulevard. And I was just sitting on one of the benches there and like somebody had posted was like, Oh, this company sucks so much. Like they like let go of other people and now they're hiring new people for $11 an hour, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wait, Uh this might be my in into like theme park. Like, you know, if I want to work at Disney, why not get some experience in the meantime and I'll make some money. Mm. So, um, I had never had a job before this. It was my first job. Oh, really? Yeah. So oh, it was wow. my, first, my first job up until I didn't know that I got my new job. Um, so they, so I applied I was like, okay, why not? Like literally off a of link off of Twitter. Like it took me two seconds. That's crazy. And immediately I like five minutes later got a text being like questionnaire and then submit your resume. And then that was like on a Saturday and then they were like, okay, we could have an interview with you on Tuesday. And that interview was very much probably how yours was. They were like, Oh, this is the pay. Are you okay with it? And I was like, sure. I don't <laughs> care. Like, so I started working at SeaWorld in, I want to say it was September 25th was like my official start day with the company, um, of 2021. Oh, wow. N- no, 2020. Sorry. Okay. September 5th, 2020. And I was getting paid $11 an hour mm. and I was a janitor. Wow. So I was told I was in a clean bathrooms and take out trash and sweep the pathways. I did that for maybe two days. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I really don't like this. So I talked to, talked to my supervisors and they were like, yeah, you're, you're kind of doing really good. And like, you're very good with guests. So I got moved over to events for a little bit. And I was doing um, the spooktacular event where like we oh. pass out candy. So I was passing out candy to yeah. kids all of October, 2020. And then that turned into their Christmas celebration where I was over at Nautilus theater doing the Oh wondrous night. Oh dang. Not as a performer, but yeah, like yeah, as yeah, operations. Yeah. I was, I was always operations. Well, mm. not always, but I'll get to that. <laughs> um, so I did that for that whole duration. Then I got moved over to Orca stadium and I was operations there. And then I got transferred over to Mako and I started, I learned Mako, which was my first roller coaster. Wow. Um, and that had always been my dream. Like I'm a very big roller coaster person. I say this all the time in like Jojo's vlogs. I'm not a theme park person. I don't yeah. like theme parks. I like roller coasters. Like that's that's where my like passion lies. So Which is so interesting because I'm the complete opposite. I like hate roller coasters. No, I mean But I love theme parks. I mean, you know you know me. Like I'm I, I could tell you anything about any roller coaster yeah. ever. Like that's where my passion lies. No. So I went to Mako, I learned Mako, and then from there they were having, this was in 2021 at this point, like March, 2021. And they were like, all right, well, we need a commission, which commissioning is the process of like the ride. Anytime a new roller coaster is being ran, like without 
it having been like given over to the park yet. Like it's not the park's property yet. It's still the manufacturer's part ah, or the manufacturer's like ride. Yeah. Um, that's called commissioning. So they need to have somebody on there from ops just in case something goes wrong or something happens, you know, like nobody's getting into the construction site. Nobody's in case something out. goes wrong. Well, kind of just like kept keeping everybody safe. Cause I was just, Oh, okay. I, mean, <laughs> I was just in a corner playing in my switch, but like if somebody started screaming, like I'd be the one to call 911 or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, cause there is a moving machine at that point Yeah, that is not programmed, not really safe yet. So it's just very like, there's a lot of steps. Yeah. Um, so I did all that and then I was told that I would be one of the opening leads for icebreaker Whoa. 2021. Yeah. So I was like, Ooh, like this is so cool. This is also crazy too. Cause your timeline, if you started in September, 2020, we started same time. We, we worked together yeah. at zero and just never knew. Never, never freaking found out. That's wild. which is insane. So I did icebreaker. We did run with people on it. So in 2021, we ran icebreaker with like ambassadors on it. I wrote it over 30 times. Like it was, wow. the ride was set to open. And then all of a sudden one day they changed the A-frame outside the ride from saying opening summer, 2021 to anticipated opening 2021. Mm. Um, which basically means we're not opening 2021. Yeah. Never opened 2021. Then I found out icebreaker was opening. Well, I'm getting off the track. Sorry. <laughs> it never opened. So I got moved over from there. I got sent back to Orca stadium and I was like, I really don't want to do this. I kind of want to move up. So I applied for an assistant supervisor spot at the same time that I had applied to be a attractions operator at Disney and I had told them like the experience that I had at SeaWorld and Disney was like, what ride do you want? Like this was a time when they wow. were waitlisting everybody and they were like, what ride? Because you have, you have every experience we want. Yeah. They're like, you're perfect. Um, yeah. So I was like, well, I want space mountain. They offered me space mountain. I went back to my leadership at SeaWorld with it. And they were like, well, what if we give you the assistant supervisor position? Wow. And I was like, I'll take it. So is this, this is all also why you're going to school as well. Yeah. I went to school my entire three years at SeaWorld. Wow. I was in school for four and I was in, in SeaWorld for my last three. Yeah. So, yeah. And you were doing a... Engineering degree. Mechanical engineering. Yeah. I feel like that's also... Which I finished. That's like God. a huge like credibility thing. Like, hey, Kevin's doing a mechanical yeah. engineer. Like It's so funny <laughs> to say. Like, I don't feel like an engineer, but yeah, I'm an engineer. Um, <laughs> Let me see. Where was I? Let me see. I hate talking about it. It makes me so <laughs> awkward. Like, well, no, it's so funny because like when, when we first met and... Everyone introduced me to you, and they're like, "Yeah, he's a mechanical engineer." I was like, "You're like this guy." Like, I'm like, "This guy's a mechanical engineer." I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's like it's funny, but yeah, that's me. Yeah, um, but yeah, you're uh, Space Mountain. So yeah, so I didn't take that. I took assistant supervisor, which got me transferred over to the other side of the park, where I then learned um, Mako or not Mako. Sorry. I learned Manta, Kraken, Journey to Atlantis, The Dolphin Show, The Sea Lion Show, Antarctica, and Sky Tower. Wow. So I spent the rest of my two years there as That's a supervisor crazy. there, um, or assistant supervisor there, jumping around. So I learned, I, I was trained for both regular attendant and for leadership at every attraction in the park. I was one of three people who had that at That's one absurd. point. That's absurd. Yeah. So... I know that park inside out. Like if I close my eyes, I can walk around that park, run the rides like with my wow. eyes closed. I know the ins and outs of that park, especially. Um, so Orca Stadium and Manta were the two places I spent the most time because those two years where I was sent over to the Manta half of the park, mm. I mostly spent most of my time at Manta because that was my favorite ride to operate, which that ride mm. is like, 
I could have a whole podcast on that. <laughs> that is a beast of a ride yeah. to operate mechanically, like to be a tech at like that ride is so many moving parts more than like anyone can ever imagine. Wow. Um, so yeah, so I did that for two years and then I did one year as a ride technician at Aquatica. So <laughs> then I was a ride tech at Aquatica, which basically for those of you guys that don't know, um, you know, the people that show up when the ride breaks down and they have the little keys and they flip the keys and they turn the stuff and they're <laughs> like, all right, ride's good to go. You're good to ride. That was me, but at Aquatica. So that is nuts. Um, it was a team of about four to five of us. And usually there'd be a two or three of us in every day. And we were in charge for the inspection, the green tagging and the operation of the ride or of all of the Aquatica attractions for all day. So if something happened, um, we were responsible for it. I want to say it was a total of 18 attractions. And there's only like, three of you? Mm-hmm. There's a reason I left. Wow. I, so loved, I loved working at SeaWorld while I, was, while I was in ops. Yeah. And if they paid more and if I didn't have a degree, I would go back. I didn't know it was that crap. understaffed. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. They're extremely understaffed. <laughs> so, like, the coasters are very safe. Yeah, yeah. Any, at any major theme park. Right. I'm only speaking major. I don't know how fares operate. Probably yeah. not like that. Yeah, no, no, no. Which I think is SeaWorld's number one problem is their staffing. They don't pay enough. Mm. They don't care to pay enough. Mm. And they just keep lowering wages. There was at one point where I was an assistant supervisor getting paid $16 an hour because that's what they had bumped everybody up to. And for a while, they were hiring people for $16 an hour. And then all of a sudden, they cut that and started hiring people for my same job at $14 an hour. Wow. Yeah, That's they did crazy. it to my operators too. My operators went; they were getting paid fourteen dollars an hour, and if you apply to SeaWorld right now, you're gonna get paid twelve dollars an hour. Yeah, even though there is no difference in the job you do, and they technically have no seniority just because they applied when it was fourteen dollars an hour. Yeah, they're gonna get that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. That's that's the same reason I left. So yeah. because I, there was a moment where I thought about staying because, when I was working there was when I was starting on TikTok. And I already had like, I was already going up like pretty steadily. Like I was at like 200K. So like things were going well. And like I already had a few viral videos. And eventually they, when they found out about my TikTok, they told me they're like, if you want to make TikToks on the clock, like you totally can, <laughs> which is, which is absurd. <laughs> Like, that's not like a normal thing. I made thing. so many TikToks on the clock. <laughs> they were some of the funniest TikToks <laughs> I have ever made the were thing, on the clock with the SeaWorld uniform on. The I thing is, them. like, it's crazy, but, like, that was what I wanted. Because I was like, this is perfect. I can literally come do my job, and I can do my passion that I want to turn to my career while I'm on my job. The, and not only that, it's at a theme park. So, like, I can literally make yeah. stories up while I'm here. It would have been everything I, I wanted. But the issue was I was only getting paid twelve seventy five, and I was like, especially living in Orlando, that's nothing. I was like, I can't, I couldn't, I could barely afford rent. Yeah, like I was living paycheck to paycheck, and it's also like you're working at SeaWorld, so like it's not busy. You don't really get that many hours, especially when you're just food and bev. Like it's, and also me personally, I got bored easily because it wasn't busy. I would actually get sent home all the time. I'm like. Nothing's happening. I don't want to just be here yeah. and sit here for an hour See, and get paid like, 75. I feel like you would have had a different experience if you would have been on rides. I think I definitely would have. You would have 100%. liked it because rides was no matter what, just always moving, Something's hustle happening. and bustle. And 
I mean, especially when I became a supervisor, like I never stopped. Like yeah. there were, I had my downtimes, obviously, and like. So, so what do you think it is? Why do you think they don't pay? Not um, that they don't pay, but they don't pay as well as other theme parks do. So I, I feel like my thing with SeaWorld, and we're seeing it happen with Disney mm-hmm. now, is that SeaWorld has kind of lost the focus of a theme park, mm-hmm. and it's re- being ran by business people, people uh, who don't care about like GSAT, so the guest satisfaction, TSAT. Yeah. Like team member satisfaction. I know that's what they call it, Universal. I don't even know what it's called at SeaWorld because they don't care. <laughs> they don't care about their team members. They don't care about their ambassadors, whatever. Like, yeah. um, but I think it's honestly that. I think it has to do with the fact that they're being ran by business people who are only seeing the dollar bill at the end. Don't so, see numbers. Yeah, they don't. They don't care about you know like how many guest complaints there are. Right. They don't care that half the park shuts down early without any frame or any like any notice on the app. Yeah. They don't care about those things. All they're seeing is, well, we can cut 200 hours of labor if we close these three rides early mm. and hope nobody will notice. And if they do notice, oh, well, they just won't come back. Somebody else will come. Yeah. But like, that's not a good business model. No. And I feel like their business model right now is very much, they're trying to erase the idea of, whales they're trying to erase the yeah. idea of like the animal side I mean, of sea crazy. world it's it's 10 years later and like they're still trying to like yeah recover from that well you look at like so the sign they changed the sign out like the one where you drive in they changed it, it had the really pretty killer whale now yep. it has it's just rocks yeah they changed the lighthouse from having the whales painted on it now it's just rocks mm-hmm. um they've changed any any type of life that park had They've kind of taken away from it. And I feel like they ha- they could have done something with the idea of the whales and the idea of the animals. They could yeah. have turned it into, like what we were saying, like a rehabilitation center or something more like for conservation. Yeah, they sh- I t- to me, they should just rebranded. That I feel like they did, but they're doing it in such a wrong way. Like they're trying to like, instead of rebrand, like, you know, like kind of use their brand already to kind of change what they had. Yeah. They're just erasing everything they've done yeah. and creating a whole new theme park with no theme, no, you walk in and it's like, what's the stupid lighthouse doing here? And then you walk <laughs> a little bit more and it's like, why is there like, why is there a, a, a ride theme to like, like, you know, like ice, like yeah. what's icebreaker have to do with right. the ocean or conservation? Like the thing is like, it's called a theme park. So right. it's like, there where is, no is the theme? theme? I think so. That's what I think. Is SeaWorld is losing the theme park aspect of it and turning into an amusement park. Right. Six Flags, essentially. I've I've had this conversation with JoJo about like the main difference between Disney and Universal. I like Disney is a theme park. Universal, they're becoming a theme park. Yeah. They will with Epic Universe, but like right now as they sit, it's an amusement park. I'm like, you go in like they have lands. But like but it's not it's, it's not Disney. I think Universal itself is a is an amusement park, but I would call Islands of Adventure a theme park. A hundred percent. I can see that. Islands of Adventure, hundred percent. Because they've got like Harry Potter, Jurassic. Yeah, it's very, very well themed. Yeah. But Island, but Universal, yeah. Sea World, like. Well, see, that's the thing, though. So it's like Sea World. You just go to ride rides and get drunk. Like, that's an amusement <laughs> park. You're there for amusement. You're not there for the theming. See, and it, like the thing is, like, it's a fun time. Like, yeah. We're no. talking about going on Sunday. Like, I, I love Sea World. We love Sea World, but it's just like when we go in. That's the one thing I do want to say to your viewers: if you watch this far. You cannot talk crap about SeaWorld. I can <laughs> because I slaved to that place for three years. Blood, sweat, and I tears. love that place. And when you love a place so much, you're able to criticize it. If you mm. don't love SeaWorld as much as I do, 
I don't know. Just keep your mouth closed. I like that. I like because <laughs> I will come back for you in the comments. <laughs> I will say something. Because the thing is, like, like SeaWorld, the atmosphere. I compare it to Disney. It has great atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. And the rides, the rides are really good. Like, especially Mako. Dude, I love Mako. But then even like the, what's the water one? Fanta. No, uh, Infinity Falls. Infinity Falls. No theme. No theme, but such a fun ride. Oh, it's so much fun. It's so fun. (laughs) So my thing has always been like, if they could figure out a way to rebrand it and just like be like, hey, we are a rescue like brand. We're not here to make money off of whales. It's more just like, hey, they're already here. And since they're already here, come on in. I think that's what we know because we work there and we live so closely. But to somebody living in Wisconsin, they're like, oh, SeaWorld, the place where that lady was killed by the whale. Like, they're not wrong. That is is what happened there. But, like, they haven't worked on getting that out. Did you know that today, literally today, they changed – today was the official start date. They changed their corporate name from SeaWorld Parks and Entertainment to United Parks and Entertainment. They took SeaWorld out of the name? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So you know how it was like SeaWorld? Like yeah. SeaWorld owned Busch Gardens. SeaWorld owned like Aquatica and everything. Now it's United owns those parks. SeaWorld is a park within United. That's crazy. Like it's like saying Disney. Like Disney right. is the company. The company is United. Right. Wow. So they're yeah. like doing everything they can to literally like erase the memory of. Yeah. And it like it, it is sad. Like. Because what what makes Disney Disney, you know, like we're talking about the things that make Disney who they are. It's the yeah. nostalgia that like everybody has with it. Right. You know, like it's everybody has people that went to SeaWorld years ago, go to SeaWorld today. If you haven't been to SeaWorld in the last 10 years, you haven't been to SeaWorld. It's a been. different park. It's completely different. It there, There's no remnants of what was there. I was watching like I love watching videos of like old SeaWorlds. So I could yeah. be like, oh, my God, like this, whatever. Mm. And I'm like, I don't recognize any of this. Yeah, it's crazy. And well, like, I didn't even know that like before I started working there, like that Sesame Street was not a thing. No, Happy Harbor had, was there before. Yeah, I had no clue. Yeah, they had the Shamu Express. Everything was themed to Shamu. Yeah. But then everything goes down and Shamu's erased. There's no Shamu. It's Orca Stadium. It's weird to me because I'm like, I, at least just the way I see it, like, it would have been much more respectable to learn to, or to find a way to pivot instead of erase. Like, the idea of just, like, being like, hey, that's not who we are anymore. That's not who we are. That's one thing, but you can't just be like, everything you knew about us, we don't, we're not even going to acknowledge anymore. It's like, that's like as if me, take me for example, with the whole banning thing. Like, yeah. imagine if I would have just cut everything out, deleted everything, and been like, it never happened. Everyone would be like, what do you mean? Like, that's still a, a massive basic. thing. Instead, I've learned to be like, one, make jokes with it, accept my responsibility for it, and then also name a podcast after it. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm not hiding from it. Like, it's my past. It's my history. Well, I, I mean... Not to knock you on that one, but I think it's different when there's a dead person in the middle. <laughs> but at the, I mean, you're basically dead to Disney for now. For now. For now. For now. For now. You might rise from the dead. That's hopefully right. Soon from the ashes. Yeah, I want to get drunk at Epcot with you. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, but no, good point. I think it is different for a company, but still, like you know, I feel like it is important to like acknowledge your past and what you did wrong. Right. You know, um, and I do think there are sections of the park where that is 
is correctly like the storytelling on that is done correctly. Mm-hmm. So like you watch Orca Encounter, which is their their Orca show, yeah. which we've never watched because it's boring as hell now. <laughs> but <laughs> that's what it. happens when somebody dies. Like things just become like it became boring because yeah. they can't get in the water. They can't do like the cute little tricks anymore. Peter got in the way, like which rightfully so. Like, right. But I know they're de- like trying to handle a lot more now with that. Um, yeah, like the animal conservation side of it. Yeah, because I heard their plan is to, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, since you're very well knowledge. <laughs> Isn't their plan like that they're gonna let whatever whales they have already, like once they pass, like they're completely done with yeah, the whale show. No more breeding. Yeah, is what they put themselves under oath to, or some shit. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Some something. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. No more breeding and no more like catching. So basically, what they have now is what they got. But their youngest one is like 13 or 15. How Somebody long do, correct me. How long do whales live for? Um, Their oldest one right now is 46 and still jumping. What? <laughs> She's still doing backflips That's up crazy. there. That's crazy. Yeah. But uh, so like, so the show I think is, you know, they still have the whales in captivity, which I, I personally don't agree with. Mm. Never have. It so like weird. right before I moved to Orlando, I always said, I'm never even going to go to SeaWorld because... My parents would be like, oh, let's go to SeaWorld. Like, it's a cheap option. And I'd be like, I'm not stepping foot in that place. Right, it's like, absolutely not. I don't, which I, I, I don't agree with. But, like, you also have to look at the fact of, like, you have massive animals. What are you, what are you going to possibly do with them? You can't release them. Yeah. You can't kill them. Yeah, it's like, wh- what do you do? You, yeah. You continue running your shows and, you know, make them as educational as you can, which is what they've done. So I, I do appreciate that they tried that. Mm. The shows became boring as a byfactor of that. Yeah. But... Or it's, a byproduct it's, of that byproduct. Yeah, it's some of the more respectful thing to do. It's like if you're yeah. at least gonna have them here, it's like at least make it educational. Yeah, I do think they did that very well. Um, but then they also changed like the 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 dolphin show. Now that's boring. I've never seen that. You missed it when it was good. <laughs> and then they changed the the Clyde and Seymour show. What is it? The the sea lion show. Man, that is god awful to <laughs> sit through. You so what do you cannot. think it is? Like, so their biggest issue, not their biggest, but one of their issues is. They don't pay their teamers enough. Yeah, they don't pay. I would say number two, they're obviously like they're lacking like coherent theming. I just think they're a company that they don't really know what they want right now. Yeah, and it seems like there's it's it's weird like they're still in a rebuilding phase after ten years. Yeah, which is crazy. So like it it it's a statistic that you can. So, I mean, barring COVID times, mm-hmm. at least one SeaWorld park like. United Park now has opened a new roller coaster every year since this happened. Wow. And you look at their profits and they don't have the profits for that. Like Mm. you look at the profit of that company and like even us as like not business people, kind of just two idiots hanging out. We can look at the profits and be like, you're plummeting. Yeah. Why are you spending millions? Also SeaWorld, a lot of their roller coasters are B&M. B&M. Um, they're the, basically one of the top manufacturers of roller coasters. They also create some of the most expensive roller coasters. Oh. Like a ride like Mako can cost anywhere from 50 to $60 million. Million? Million, yeah. <laughs> when something like Iron Gwazi cost, I think it was like $16 million. What? Something like Icebreaker is $9 million. So just now are they starting to pull back on their budget for roller coasters? Yeah. But so B&M, um, you can tell B&M easily by looking at the... The, sp- the spine of the track, mm. if it's that rectangular box, 
it's a BNM. So Mako, interesting. Kraken, Montu, Manta, Hulk, um, Kumba, Shikra, all of those are BNM, and those wow. are all like high up in the millions. They yeah. also the they also are the most reliable and the safest roller coasters. Oh, like, that's nice statistically. So, so it's worth the money. It's worth the money, but also not one every year. Like, yeah, like you can't do chill that. Chill it out. <laughs> so now that's that's why now oh pipelines also BNM, but that's mm. why now they're going with like these sorry excuses for roller coasters. <laughs> Icebreaker, that's a sorry excuse. Pipeline, cool. I like pipeline. You probably got a discount on it because it's a prototype, so the company didn't even know if it was gonna work or not. Yeah. Thank God it does. <laughs> but I mean, I was there for most of the pipeline opening, and that was, they from what I heard, work? that was a god-awful nightmare. It was a prototype. They had never built one like it in the world. It's the first one. Really? Yeah. So That's crazy. You can imagine, like, <laughs> you yeah. gave it to SeaWorld. Right, to SeaWorld. To the, SeaWorld. They're like, ah, uh, guess we'll see if it works. <laughs> but And now you have, like, Penguin Trek. <laughs> the thing, I don't know if I have anything good to say about my any of big those. thing with most amusement parks, and I mentioned this in my last podcast about Epic. A nighttime show is probably the most like undervalued thing. I'm like, if you do a, a very very good nighttime show, you don't understand. Like, you keep people in the park all day. If I come on a vacation and we go to the park in the at the beginning of the day because we want to get our money's worth, if there's a nighttime show, I'm gonna stay the entire day. Which have means I'm going to spend more money. Have you watched Ignite? No. Which is their nighttime, like the summer nighttime show? I haven't, but I've seen the fireworks when I've been walking out. But the thing, G- I, I've never heard anyone be like, dude, you have to see it. Gee, I will be the first to say, you have to see is it. Is it good? I. It's better than Happily Ever After. Whoa. It's better than Happily Ever After. Now, that, that's a... That's a bold statement. See, but like this is where I think SeaWorld has potential that like they just don't know how to market and get out there. Like I feel like they're so worried about trying to erase the past and trying to deal with what they've got that they're not looking at like, okay, we have this very good thing going for us. We should see how we can expand this. Instead, it's just, uh, I don't know, take the whales off the front entrance, spend (laughs) millions on that. And then, uh, I don't know, build a new roller coaster <laughs> that's like five seconds long because new roller coaster, we can market that. <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's not how business works. So no, dude, no. But so that's where I was going to, that's like the next point I was going to talk about with SeaWorld's potential. SeaWorld has the best, and this is not an opinion, this uh, is a fact. Uh-oh. SeaWorld has the best seasonal events. This out of I'm- any, any park. I'll agree with you there. Not Hollow Scream. Halloween Horror Nights, everybody take it or vet. I was about to say, Halloween Horror Nights is also... <laughs> Halloween Horror Nights is way better. Yeah. But Hollow Scream is... I mean, it's two years, two or three years old, and they... It, I have fun. You had... I saw you there. Did you like I, it? I had a great time. It's some... Dude, like, it's... It's so scary because SeaWorld is... It feels like there's no rules. Like, when I go in... <laughs> SeaWorld is lawless. <laughs> I'm genuinely worried that I'm like, these characters might just do something... And I don't even know if and it's... they probably will. I don't even know if they're allowed to. And it doesn't matter because it's going to be scary and it's going to add to the experience. It's it's awesome. And I mean, the drinks, and they have the little like hot nurses walking around with their yeah. little shot bags and like the shot syringes, the jello shot syringes. It's phenomenal. I, I think I think Hollow Scream is good. But I mean, something like we went to the we went to the Christmas event for how many things you get for free? Dude, it's so much fun. There's even... Oh, Wondrous Night, better than Grinchmas. 
Whoa. You don't even get anything for free at Disney. So Disney's out of the question when it comes to Christmas because unless you're willing to pay $300 on top of your annual pass. Yeah, so you pay ticket. You're not even getting pretty lights on the castle anymore. You're getting a projection. Yep. So take down the dream lights. Disney definitely doesn't know how to do, you know, free seasonal events at least. Yeah. Universal has Horror Nights. And Mardi Gras, which we Mardi just came Gras. from. <laughs> oh, I love Mardi Gras. <laughs> but SeaWorld has the, what is it? The Seven Seas Food Festival, that? which is their their rendition of food and wine which i'll yeah. let you talk about more because i mean you did food and bev that's I, what i was I gonna say did. so i that's that's when i started working for SeaWorld was when that festival was going on it was so much fun that i legitimately thought like i should come here as a guest and yeah. enjoy this event because like i'm working this and i'm seeing how much fun everyone else is having i was like this this was great the and food it, is good the portions are big i know i know that's what i was so confused about yeah. and they're they're relatively cheap compared to other theme parks. Mm-hmm. So I was like, why does no one talk about this? Like, and that's what you were going with. Like, they don't know how to market. They don't, they don't market it well, which is weird to me. So that was my whole reason for like, why I considered staying was because that's what I saw. I was like, SeaWorld has so much potential, but no one markets them. No influencer wants to touch them because they've got this bad rep. And I considered, I was like, I should just be the SeaWorld guy. I was like, I should just, I should just take it upon myself to bring this company out of the ashes and I'll be the sole marketer. And then, you know, eventually they'll try to work with me. I'll yeah. get paid. Maybe I'll get it like on a social media team, whatever, whatever. But then obviously I was like, uh, that's a risk. I could just go back to Disney and just have a good time. So that's what I did. But I'm in full agreement. like, for some reason, their marketing is just it's not, not there. there. And I don't think it's like they're marketing even like, like, I don't know. Cause they have exciting things. It's not like they yeah. don't, they don't have the product. To so market. let me ask you this. Cause I, I mean, I don't know anything about being an influencer, like <laughs> the social media, whatever, mm-hmm. but how much do you think of that is like their like marketing team versus their like PR team or just like their corporate, like, like on a bigger scheme type thing does that does that make sense like yeah like who do you think is actually calling the shots yeah because i know like social media like there's only so much you can market on social media but like billboards ads like yeah. those i never see a SeaWorld ad like how many times are you at Publix and you see the huge halloween horror night sign on the side being like buy your tickets for cheaper here like yeah you don't see any of that with SeaWorld, and when you do people just walk by it because it's like a small little stamp at the side of a mcdonald's drive-thru window right. Yeah, no, so, I think I think it's interesting because it's like if if the money's not there to market, like that would be my like first thought. Like, oh maybe they just don't have the money to market. But it's like you're spending nine million dollars on a roller coaster. Did you ever hear sorry, sorry to cut you <laughs> off, talking about money and like obviously they have money. Mm-hmm. Did you ever hear that they threatened to buy the entire Cedar Fair chain for like three billion dollars? Uh, yeah, I did actually. And I thought I was like I was like, where's this money coming from? I was working there at the time. I'm like, how about you get those $3 billion and give everybody at least a $2 raise who's working at your park before everybody quits and you have no park. Yeah. But I digress. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The money's weird because it's like, if you have that much money, like my big thing, like marketing, the best marketing you can do is word of mouth. Like if you can get people to say, hey, go here to their friends and family, you're going to do great. Because one, you're not paying for it. Two, it's reliable. It's, mm-hmm. it's coming from a trusted source. And it's free advertisement. Right. And that starts with team members. Yeah. If someone who works there says, I love this park. Then gonna, you know. They're going to bring their friends and family. So, like, that's where it starts. But 
your uh, question, I think it's it's definitely probably has a lot to do with their PR team because I think their PR team is so genuinely worried that anything that happens in their park could... They're too busy putting out fires. Yeah, like because their reputation is already on such like a thin ice wire that's like... It doesn't really matter what it is if it pertains to an animal or anything, but if something bad happens in the park, it automatically brings up, oh, yeah, and remember what they did 10 years ago on Blackfish, blah, blah. So the PR yeah. team's probably just extremely worried about, like, anything ever happening. And, like, rightfully so, but it's like, if you keep living like that and if you keep working like that, you're going to go bankrupt. They're on the defense for everything. Right. It's... <sighs> So <laughs> I don't know. Well, we're here to talk about the potential of this park, and I feel like we're just bashing yeah, on it. Yeah, I was gonna say. So let's get into the potential, which they deserve. So those know. are those are the main issues that they're like obviously dealing with. Yeah, I know you told me this recently, and I'm, I've got an article pulled up so I can fact check you. Oh, good. In case you're saying because I don't know much. I think if it's what I think you're gonna talk about, I just know it's happening. I was gonna ask you I don't about know much the. More about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new 500 room hotel. Yeah. That's what I was planning on building. Which one are you looking at? The Discovery Cove Resort or the mm. SeaWorld one? It says it's called Starboard. Oh, Starboard. it has a name? That's what it says. It's an ugly name. <laughs> SeaWorld, come on. We just talked about <laughs> PR. You could do so Well, much what's better. interesting, I'm also looking at this article. It says the company plans to open its first hotels in 2025 and 2026. These are their first hotels. Yeah, SeaWorld doesn't own any hotels. Like, they have partner hotels, like the Doubletree and, like, the close-by hotels. Yeah. They don't have any hotels. That's crazy. Own. Yeah, so you're looking at, is that the Discovery Cove Resort? You can find the plans for that, even. It's yeah, online. Check. And the permits and everything. Oh, really? Yeah, you can find everything. <laughs> so, while he's looking that up. So, I know I know for a fact they're opening up a Discovery Cove um, hotel, which is going to kind of create, like, a half-moon shape around the park. So that you can kind of just walk down and go into the park. And it's going to be more of a resort, not so much a, like a big standing hotel, at least from what I know. Obviously, nothing has been announced yet, so none of this is like confirmed or official. And then I do know that they want to build one for every single park they have. So I know there's going to be the Discovery Cove one first. Then I'm pretty sure it's going to be the SeaWorld one and then the Aquatica one before expanding to other uh, to other states and I guess countries. No, they don't have no because Dubai is not owned by SeaWorld. It's not. No, they just use the name. Oh, I didn't know that. Like yeah. how like Tokyo does with Disney. Yeah, huh. it's owned by Dubai, not government prince or something. Whatever they have monarchy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what their system yeah. That's of a that's a JoJo is. question because you know he's he's been because he's been to Dubai and he'll du tell you oh what's the best SeaWorld park in the world Dubai, <laughs> the one that nobody else has been to. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so what I'm looking at the one for, uh, discovery cove, um, it's being referred to as project canopy and it's a 250 room hotel. Yeah. So that one's a little bit smaller. Yeah. But still, I mean, the fact that these are their first hotels is actually kind of crazy to me. Cause like that's, so how do you think this is going to go? Because I, <laughs> <laughs> the thing is <laughs> genuinely curious. Here's another thing that we definitely should mention. Cause like when we're talking about SeaWorld we're not just talking about SeaWorld Orlando. It's also SeaWorld San Diego, also Busch Gardens, yeah. also Discovery Cove. Yeah. So it's like people hear the name SeaWorld, which honestly, I guess kind of makes more sense to me. got to call it United now. That's why we got to call it United. Yeah, I kinda, it kind of makes more sense. Like, Were they United. onto something? No. <laughs> but, 
<laughs> I guess they could do whatever they want. Yeah. Discovery Cove, I've never been. However, comma. You've never been? Never. Because oh my Because even for team members, they only give at least when I was working. It there, was six. They only give fifty percent off. Wait, what? No, no, you have it wrong. It was fifty dollars. It was only fifty dollars off? It was fifty no no no, it was fifty dollars. You get six what? tickets a year for fifty dollars. So the SeaWorld policy, at least when, when we were both there, or at least by, by the time I left, was still you get 12 free tickets a year. If you've been there for more than a year, you get four of the friends and family passports, which are the equivalent of your ID. So you get into all 18 like United Parks. You get six $50 Discovery Cove tickets. And then you get 12 50% off tickets to your home park, which in our case was SeaWorld Orlando. Yeah. And then you get like, I think it's like two complimentary parking or whatever. But that's crazy. Yeah, it was $50. $50. I went, I went once and then you use your team member ID once you get inside to buy the drink package. And it's like $14 for $65. I was the most drunk I had ever been. I was out of commission for three days. That, no way. Yes. And I swam with the dolphins and I went in and I touched the little fishies and I touched the birdies and I was just drunk. Like I would plastered that's crazy bleep faced like whatever you want to call it see that's what i'm saying like you've seen me you've seen me at my worst that that was like way no the way. bar was set low with that one like i wow was, that's what i'm was saying out. like they have so much potential with even though the parks like discovery cove is i've never been but like it's it looks magical it's beautiful it's comparable to like the natural parks that they have in mexico and like other countries what do you mean? Like, um, Excaret, Explore, like all those, uh, not Chichen Itza, because that's where the, there's like a lot of parks in the Mayan Riviera or like the Riviera Maya, mm. um, that they have, like, it's like underground cave systems and like beautiful coral reefs and like you swim with the animals, you do the zip line over the water where you land in the water, all that, but it's like actual, like it, it's natural. Oh, whoa. Like, it's all natural. Like, it's it's literally built on the bay, and it's, like, a theme park in caves. Except, That's like, no crazy. rides, but, like, the rides are, like, you go, like, whitewater rafting, or you take a zip line into the lagoon, or you jump off a cliff. Like, that's wow. what that's what I would say Discovery Cove is comparable to. Like, something like that. Something very natural. You do not feel like you're in the middle of Orlando yeah, that's next what, to SeaWorld. Like, that's what one of told me. They're, like, when you get in there, like, it feels like... You're, you're at a tropical world. paradise. It's insane. It's so beautiful. It's nuts because, like, that's the whole thing, like, the Disney markets. It's like you're in a Disney world. Like, yeah. you're completely separate from everything. So it's like the fact that SeaWorld can literally has SeaWorld's done it before. It's like, hey, we already know how to do that. It's like, so why don't you just keep doing that? Right. Like, we don't that's have, what we works. Don't have, why are we making a whole podcast about the potential of this park? Go to Discovery Cove. You'll figure out the potential this company has. Like, yeah. they can build a park. That's the thing. And, as far as how it's going to go, I mean, I think, I think if they can just learn to market, that's the way I see it. I'm like, if you can get the word out that like, Hey, this is worth coming to, because here's what I'll say. Here's the big, big thing. Epic universe is getting ready to come out. <laughs> when Epic universe comes out, guess what park is close to Epic universe? Yeah. SeaWorld. SeaWorld. It's the closest. I think it's closer than it's closer than universal. It's closer than universal. You know what else is close? Discovery Cove. Aquatica. Yeah. It's like right like in the middle kind of. Yeah. So if someone comes on vacation, I'm looking at this from like a, a marketing 101 class. 
your potential customer, let's say they're not coming for SeaWorld, but they're coming for Epic Universe. They come in for Epic Universe. They book a one-week vacation. They're not doing Disney. They're like, hey, this new park is here. We're going to do it. I don't know how how long people will stay at Epic Universe. I doubt it's going to be a week. <laughs> you're going to go in for probably two or three days, check it out, have a good time. Because you're doing Universal, you'll probably do a day in each of their other parks. Minus the water park, obviously, because that's, that's where things can get a little hairy. So they're going to say, hey, kids, we've got a little extra time. Where do you want to go? What's cheap? What's around? SeaWorld's right there. Yeah. And they're going to go and go, oh, this place wasn't that bad. Maybe next time we come. Will they say that or are they going to say, dang, after going into Epic Universe, why is this park not shut down? Well, they might, but it's also a cheaper option. So it's like, I don't feel like they're- They might be like, oh, for what it's worth. Right. They're not expecting the same quality. So if that happens, SeaWorld starts getting paid more. SeaWorld starts getting more money. Maybe they do start marketing better. Well, I mean, regardless, they're going to be making money off the people in the hotels. Also true, because like imagine if someone comes for Epic Universe, but all the Epic Universe hotels are booked. Let's go see the SeaWorld hotel. You book a SeaWorld one. And oh, you know already, they're not going to be expensive. That's SeaWorld's motto. Make right. it cheap. Plus, it's like, oh, we're already here. Let's just go into the park. Let's go check it out. If they were smart, they would give like, get a three-night stay, and we'll give you like a free day into the park or something. Yeah. Because that's the best thing a park can do. Like, going into a park is free. Yeah. The day is going to pay itself out. Literally, like uh, we had days in the park where we had less than a thousand people, and like you know, from talking with like leadership and stuff, the park was still more than breaking even. Yeah, because like people will spend money there. People are gonna spend money, and even with just a thousand people paying to get in, you still are making your money back on ticket sales. Right. So if you give like you know get stay five nights, you're making those five nights, and you get a free SeaWorld entrance. You're going to tax them on the pizza. You're going to tax them on Express. You're going to tax them on parking. You're going to tax them with a 5% surcharge. Mm-hmm. You're, you're making your money back, like, if you really think about it. Yeah. And they're saying five nights at your hotel. And what did you what did you give up? A $40 ticket to SeaWorld? Right. Something you could have found on Groupon for $14? Like, if they're smart, that's what they'll do. SeaWorld, don't take that idea or I'm... <laughs> S wording you. <laughs> Don't take that idea. You go pee. I'll, I'll bring Thank Jojo you. in while you're while you're. Oh gone. yeah, Jojo. Also, do you guys like my sweater? I, mean, I guess they can't answer. I was literally waiting for an answer. <laughs> yeah, this is from my friend. He has a shop, highly vintage, on Instagram and uh, eBay. Did you just plug someone? <laughs> yeah, it's my friend. He got me the shirt for free, so it's sponsorship. Fair enough. Fair enough. Jojo, while uh, Kevin's going to the bathroom, we need to bring you in. Do you have anything you'd like to add to this conversation? About what? We're talking about the potential. Do you expect w- me to just know what you're talking about without even asking me? <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about the potential of SeaWorld. What about it? Do you think they have potential? Of course. What do you? What would you like to see from SeaWorld in 2024? 2025. 2025. The Penguin Roller is coming this year. Okay. Well, I'm not talking about just the SeaWorld Park here. Oh, in general? Yeah, because you have been to SeaWorld Dubai. So, ha! hey, you're the expert here, really. I have, and I saw how great they did their um, their villages there, their neighborhoods, one could say. The theming was amazing everywhere you go. It's just you really felt like you were stepping into a different part of the world. One ocean, one world. It was awesome. Was that, did you just do their quote? Something like that. 
yeah, each each um each land was themed to a different ocean. Oh, so there were seven lands? Something like that. Aren't there seven yeah, I don't yeah, it was hot in Dubai. I don't remember much. It was fun though. Yeah, but it's not hot here. What could I see? I mean, after seeing SeaWorld build a whole new amusement park in Abu Dhabi, I know their potential is massive. It's not owned by SeaWorld. He says it's not owned by SeaWorld, but they're still this using the intellectual property of SeaWorld. So if you take that and bring it over to America in one way or another. Um, I'm not going to lie. Obviously, everyone has their eyes on Epic. So for me to even think about SeaWorld is crazy. But I feel like the coolest thing they could do, which I feel like every park should do at this point, especially with Epic kind of laying it out on the table. <laughs> we have kept this so PG for so long. <laughs> what in the world? Yeah, what, laying it out on the table, you know, like this is them. Hey, what's up? Right. Giving their whole card, their whole long, big anyway, card. <laughs> um, I feel like they should just follow suit, try to buy some land that's still available Heck, even buy some land in the area that's owned by the stupid hotels that people don't go to and just buy it, break it down. Just take it over, bro. Here, see, this is what I was going to say. After they announced Epic, this is just me personally because I like the way Disney did their stuff. I really want either Universal or SeaWorld to buy every single business around like that four mile radius that they have yeah, just to like, connect the let's parks. Just, let's just make it territories. This is the Disney territory. Disney has their territory. That's what I'm saying. Like Orlando's a tourist city, sit- anyways. What do we need all these small businesses? All these small. <laughs> I live. I live between the two. Oh, what, right. what am I supposed Man, to do? When I say small businesses. I'm just talking like I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. I, I don't want to ruin any mom, mom and pop shop. So I'm just saying like the Walgreens. I don't know. Well, yeah, but. Epic Universe or Universal, they could pay those companies some big money. Set for life. Yeah. I'm just, I mean, that's what they're going to have to do. The coolest thing about Epic Universe and this whole rivalry, rivalry, <coughs> rival, rival, this feud with <laughs> Disney is that Disney's sweating. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, Universal's going to be better. I don't care who's better or not. I'm going to be going to both parks at the end of the day. It's better for the consumer. At the end of the day, who wins? We do. That's right. Because competition breeds better, breeds better product. Better product. Capitalism. Okay, that was. Thank you for that. Uh, oh, what? Now I'm done. You want to use me, lose me, and use me, use me and lose me. You want to. Use me once and just say, see you later. Where's my podcast? It's called Hit and Quit. You were on for like three minutes and said the word SeaWorld once. So, So, are you saying like I'm the side chick and he's the main dude? You guys had to talk? Uh, At least for tonight. As of right now. You're the one that lives with him. These are all facts. Whatever. Hey, guys. If you want to see on foot, on footage, (laughs) POV. Of theme parks, come check out my channel. JoJo's World. I was going to plug it in anyways, but now that you said it, I might not even. Your podcast is coming soon. The people have been asking for you. Bam, 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 bam.
Wait, we harmonize. <laughs> what happens when you make Avengers Legos towers together? I guess go watch that on. Let's just no, no, might no, as well. No, no, because I don't want people to click off. Oh yeah, after your uh, whatever. Sea World. I feel so bad for the audio listeners because no, this podcast is now available everywhere. Wait, what? That's right. Why? What do you mean? If you listen to it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can listen to this podcast now. Oh, I thought you said it wasn't. No, it is. Yeah, you got a, cu- a couple comments being like, dude, put it on Spotify. Honestly, I <laughs> I might have been one of those. <laughs> dude, put it on Spotify. I don't want to watch my face for an hour. I no, I, I like audio podcasts, so it's it's important that everyone knows. And if you do, by the way, if you do listen to it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure you write a v- review. It helps get the word out. Make sure it's also five stars, by the way. I feel like we should do an intro because we're like, kind of just like spitting out a bunch of like important stuff throughout. And like that should probably be at the beginning. Eh. This podcast is now available to be or you guys are not going <laughs> to believe this. This podcast is now available to be watched <laughs> everywhere. I flew all the way from Indiana to Spotify headquarters just to get the podcast on. That's perfect. Who am I? <laughs> Could be anyone. Right. <laughs> Who am I now? <laughs> I still don't know. Literally, it could be anybody. Could be anyone. It's crazy. But um, <laughs> everybody drinks water. Yeah, it's a normal thing. Some potable, some irrigation water, some ride water. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Who's to say? It's all. Who knows? All comes from the same. <laughs> um, but yeah, I probably maybe I'll start doing that at the beginning of every new podcast. You should. You should have something at the beginning, like. Just like a quick little intro. I don't nice know. professional. Yeah. Speaking of professional. Yeah. Professional. Um, something SeaWorld isn't. <laughs> Speaking of professional. <laughs> so Oops. apart from the hotels, apart from the pay, apart from marketing, apart from everything we've already mentioned, mm-hmm. what do we think they should do going forward? I mean, invest in all the things you're doing wrong. First thing you have to do is pay your team members more. Pay like those, those are the integral part of any company. Yeah. You know, SeaWorld, I mean, Disney, we've seen the decline of it with Disney. You're paying team members less. You're getting cast or you're getting bad cast members. Like you don't have those magical moments anymore. You go up to a cast member and they're just kind of rude. They don't I mean, really care. I mean, hearing that some people who work at the D word have two jobs is absurd to me. Yeah. And like, how are you supposed to keep a smile on your face when you're having to work all day and probably what be a stripper all night like <laughs> your cinderella during the day and then i don't know at rachel's throwing it back a k- <laughs> <laughs> minning somebody else's mouse at night because you're trying to make ends meet like as sad as it is that's that's, that's the reality that's the reality of how it is so i think theme parks in general hmm. need to pay more because it's the, crazy the, it's crazy how much money they make and yeah. it's like you have the money to do this you look at the profit of like, forget about the profit of the CEO, forget about the profit of the CFO, all these big people. I guess that they probably earn their fair share, whatever, that's fine. Not the couple of millions they're racking in, but yeah. some of it, you know, like I've always thought like the idea of having those people give out like, oh, they should take a pay cut so we can get paid more. That's absurd. It makes no sense. That, that's absurd. They've worked their way up. They deserve it. The company itself does not have to make that profit though. You right, know, like, right. The let's just say they're paying. I think it was like thirty or sixty something million that they were paying to Bob Iger. Like that, paying thirty million. Yeah, but I mean, like, but th- it is a lot of money. <laughs> but like, that's but that's nothing compared to Disney's profit. Like you know, like net profit. Yeah. 
after everyone has been paid. Who like that number is insane. Why don't you disperse some of that? If you let's say they made a five hundred million, which is probably way more than that, five hundred million dollar profit in a year. Why don't you make three hundred million and give out more money to the lower, you know, the lower people? That guy can keep keeps the. <laughs> that guy can still keep his thirty something million dollar salary, but instead of making you know fifteen thousand dollars a year, somebody else can go home with now thirty thousand dollars a year. You mm-hmm. know, because those people also have worked hard for where they're at. And yeah. Like you look at their stories, do they make the right decisions? No, but those people are up there for a reason. Right, they've all worked their way up. They, you know, a lot of them have started where like everybody has started where we all started so there's no reason to take it away from those people when these companies have more than enough to go around right to the lower people as well like and i think that's that's the big thing because it's not like if it's if this was like a mom and pop and you know you're working there and you know like the company's not making as much to pay you you'd be like i get it like the money's not there yeah but with these big theme parks it's like i know you have money right and you're just not sharing it yeah and then with that comes, I feel like the next thing they need to work on, which comes tied to pay, is their short staffing. Yeah. Anytime you go to SeaWorld, the word that gets thrown around is we're short. Mm-hmm. There were days I had to close down many, 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 many days where I had to close my ride either in the middle of the day or close down early That's wild. or cut a train off or put my wait time up by double what it's supposed to be mm-hmm. because my wait time, my like, I didn't have enough people to run the ride. That's nuts. I was running, so Mako, right? Let's, Mako's a big roller coaster, mm-hmm. comparable to something like Velocicoaster. Oof. I've heard from people from Veloc- who work at Velocicoaster, it takes anywhere from 18 to 30 team members to run that ride. What? How many people do you think I was running Mako with? Maybe four. On a good day. You're kidding. Three. And on, on most days, it was two with myself, the ride supervisor, in position. So if something happened, I had to stop operating the ride. So if anybody wanted, if a Karen wanted to come up and complain, yeah, I would have to shut the ride down to go talk to her and then come right back and then keep going. Wow. Like that, that is not acceptable. Yeah, it's just not professional. No. And there were days where... It was literally me, two other supervisors from other areas of other, like of the other side of the park in position with the park duty manager in position, like the director of operations at one point I saw in (laughs) position at the ride, sending the ride. Wow. Like that's, that's not okay. Yeah. And like, that's not okay for those people that are higher up, like the director, the park manager, that's not okay for us. Like it has just as much stress as it does on the lowest person as it does the highest person in the park. Yeah. The people who aren't feeling that corporate, Mm. they clock in, work their nine to five Monday through Friday, clock out. They don't care. Yeah. So I feel like that's where, that's where everything has to be targeted at. Like, don't be mean to the people in the park. They're doing what they can Mm. with what they're given. People don't realize that like these theme parks are not these like magical things that they market. I'm like, yeah, that's how they market to you. They're selling you on the dream, the idea. But in reality, they are a business. They are here to make yeah. money, regardless. Yeah. Especially like with the whole like, uh, like Gene Plus stuff. Like I get people complaining about it, but I'm like, I'm like, why is this surprising to you? I'm like, they are a business. They want to make business. money. They're gonna take any chance they get to make their money. Yeah, and I'm like, everyone complains about it, but Gene Plus is doing phenomenal for them. People are still buying it. Everyone's using it. I'm like, so how can you, how can someone say, oh, Gene Plus sucks? 
and why are people using it? So, so money's an issue, paying the team members. Number two, staffing. Yeah. But if you fix the money, that also you fix the staffing. Theoretically. Theoretically. Number three. What would you think? Oh, uh, you said marketing. I would say marketing. PR. I would say you have to find a way to reach people. And whether that's, to me, I honestly think I'm extremely biased. I think influencers are the best thing to market with. Mm-hmm. Mainly because if you give them free reign and you don't make whatever ad you're paying them for seem like an ad. Like if you told, yeah, let's just say Noah Beck, obviously not, but take him for example. Be like, hey, just go to SeaWorld, just go have a good time and just film it. That's it. And it's like, he does that. It comes off super genuine. Someone who comes to Orlando is gonna, going to think, oh yeah, I remember when I saw Noah Beck here. Maybe we should go check it out. Right. It's so, it's so easy to me. It's the, it's the TikTok effect. How many times right. do you go to Target looking for something that you saw on TikTok and they're like, we've been... Mm, the Stanleys. <laughs> there is no reason why these should be sold out everywhere. Nah. This is a water bottle. Yeah. This is a water bottle. But the fact that I have a Stanley I saw it on TikTok and I thought it was cool, I paid $40 for it. Am I a sucker for that? Yeah, <laughs> but... I know they're $40. <laughs> but like that, that's how... That's how the the modern world works. Yeah. You I, see somebody do something and you're like, ooh, I, I want to do that. Yeah. I feel like a lot of brands don't understand this shit. And I'm giving you, I, you all should be paying me for this. Like this is free consulting for brands. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Attention is currency. Like yeah. if you think that you can pay for a television ad, a scribble ad, and it's going to get you, it's actually going to convert on sales. You're wrong. Like it's not how this world works. Especially not in today's age. No. And like, if you don't want to pay influencers, UGC marketing is probably the best thing you could ever do. Huh? UGC is called, it stands for user generated content. Oh, okay. So it's like, give very real normal people. It's what TikTok is doing with TikTok shop. Mm. TikTok shop is UGC. Okay. Because people, those normal people are getting these products into them. They're making a, a very real video about it. It's like, do whatever you want. Just sell the product. If you gave that to normal people, like say I talked to one of my friends who are, is not an influencer and I'm like, Hey, just go see world, go have a good time, make a video about it. But do that with 20 normal people. Those videos, one of them, three of them might pop off on TikTok, And because it's not an influencer, it doesn't feel yeah. like it's an ad. It doesn't feel like you're being sold to. You're going to go, Oh, that person genuinely had a good time at SeaWorld. Maybe I should go. And UGC is a lot more, if probably a lot more efficient than paying an influencer. Even though I shouldn't say that because I want SeaWorld to do a deal with me. SeaWorld, <laughs> they're not getting you one after this podcast. I to can to tell be fair, you I already have. <clears throat> you have one with you? When I was at Hollow Scream, I was doing a, a brand oh. for them. Oh. Yeah, they, 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 they like me. This is risky for you then. <laughs> the you point, might want to block them on like the <laughs> podcast channel. <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is there's ways to market that they're not taking advantage of. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And like I mean it's it it's not disingenuous, you know. I so I was on I was on the phone with my friend um we'll call him Daniel. Okay. I was on the phone with Daniel on the way here and we were like talking. He's like, "So what are you doing a podcast about with you? Like you already did one." And I was <laughs> like, "Oh, well we're doing about like 
why SeaWorld has the most potential, like why we think SeaWorld has the most potential and just like kind of like talking about it and like, mm. you know, it's like good parts, bad parts and just like everything about our thoughts on SeaWorld. Yeah. And he was like, you think SeaWorld is the park with the most potential? And the one thing I told him to shut him up was, where have you had the most fun? Mm. Out of all the parks we've been to, which one is the one that we see ourselves going back to the most and just having the best time at? And he said, yeah. Yep. Yep. And that's that's what it is. Like, you you need to get that out there. Get someone having a genuine good time on uh, at SeaWorld. Get my snaps. Like, yeah. my snap stories and my Instagram stories, when I go to SeaWorld, everybody's like, yo, where is this? And I'm like, SeaWorld. And they're like, there is no way. I thought that place didn't even exist anymore. And I'm right. like, it's there, alive and well, and we are having the time of our lives. Like, mm -hmm. so I feel like that's that's one of the biggest things you know is like like you're saying just get the word out there like word of mouth like you had referred to yeah, before it's huge and the thing is like i don't to me at least it's not hard no like when you see like you watch a youtube video and there's that five second ad that plays beforehand just imagine i'm literally i'm giving you all free marketing <laughs> imagine it's one of your snaps but it's, it's a quick five seconds and someone's gonna go what rap is that they look, right. they look like they're having a great time. I want to go there. Right. It's so quick and easy. And it's just, just put it in front of people. That's all it is. And I feel like they're not, that's another thing that they're just not investing on, which just goes back to just investing in the wrong things. Yeah. Cause like, it's cool to have all these rides and stuff, but honestly, like animal shows to me would be the better investment. Do you know there's people that don't even know that SeaWorld has aquariums in it? Really? Yeah. How many aquariums are there at SeaWorld? I'm pretty sure there's like, I know of like three. Okay. Well, I mean, you know about SeaWorld, but there yeah. is three. <laughs> there's one at Manta. There's the Sharks one. Actually, there's four. Oh. There's a Manta. There's Sharks. There's Wild Arctic. And then technically, if you count Turtle Track, which is where the manatees oh, are at, right. that's four. But like, look, at like, how long did we wait? And like, we, we don't even remember about yeah. that, you know? So like, I feel like you... They should also tap into that market. Animal Kingdom does so well. Yeah. How come nobody ever complains about Kilimanjaro safaris? Right. Because, you know? Because they're like, no, this it's is It's well marketed. And it, they, they state it clearly. Yeah. This is conservation. We are taking care of these animals. These were injured animals. You know, like, and you get out of there and you're like, wow. You yeah. ride that ride and they somehow make you get off and you're like, I feel like I saved an animal's life you, today. You want to get off and go save animals. You're like, I right. I, I want to get more involved in this. But notice how they paint the image of animal captivity so different. Right. So different than SeaWorld does. It's just marketing. It's all just marketing. And not marketing even like the sense of like trying to sell you something, but the marketing of how you portray yourself as a company. Yeah, what's or, the perception? Yeah. The per <laughs> that's the word, <laughs> perception. That's the one. That's the one. But I feel like that that's that's something they really got to work on. Yeah, because even with like the whole marketing thing, like the sharks, that restaurant, that restaurant's insane. Oh my god, they have such good and, food. And I've only been in there like twice every time for training. Every time I've gone in, I'm like, I have to come here like with a girl. Have you never been? I've never been to eat there now. Oh my god, is it good? It's so good. It's a little bit on the expensive side, but it's so. I'll pop good. up like a video like of what it looks like. It's unbelievable yeah like when you walk because basically what it is for the audio listeners it's a restaurant it's a very like fine establishment like fancy restaurant mm -hmm. you go in there's a massive massive aquarium wall 
Well, one of the fourth walls is literally just yeah, glass. Yeah, it's, it's just glass. Yeah. The entire wall. And it's, you just see sharks just yeah, swing around. Which, like, that, that's awesome. It's so cool. It's so freaking cool. They also have, like, two hammerheads in there, which are super hard animals to keep in captivity. Yeah. Like, oh, <clears throat> There's man. so much potential. There, 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 there really is. I know we spent a lot of time bashing, but SeaWorld is one of the greatest parks to go to. Like, I mean, when we went to the Christmas event, we loved it. Dude, it's so The old Wondrous Night Show is a notoriously good show in, like, in all SeaWorld or United Parks chains. <laughs> yeah. And especially the one in Orlando that was the original. Um, you know, you go into this time now. By the way, you guys, the same acts that they have at Mardi Gras are the same acts that go. So Mardi Gras acts are usually on Saturday, like the concerts at Universal. Then they do the same concert at Sunday on SeaWorld. Oh, really? Or on Sunday at SeaWorld. Yes. Most of them, not all of them. Yeah, but yeah. most of them. And they, they have Ludacris. Oh, wow. I don't know if that's. I don't know if that's been announced yet, <laughs> but they had like you heard it here first. They're gonna have Ludacris April April something to end off the end off the um uh, uh, <laughs> whole part to end off the event, and then you go right into May, which starts Electric Ocean, which I am taking to you to on opening day. I'm down because that is the best time. Talk about good drinks, and then so that entire Bayside Stadium, it's like an outdoor like amphitheater almost. Mm -hmm. They turn into a stage with a DJ booth in the middle, and you're just drunk dancing, and then you stay on that stage on the water, and that's where they throw the fireworks from, and it's fireworks, no way. it's lights, lasers, it's water, it's fire. They have fireballs all over the lake. Like There is so that's much crazy. that they do that no other park does that that that's ignite that's what i was referring yeah. to earlier as my favorite nighttime show in orlando wow there's so much that they do that like nobody nobody really knows about yeah like nobody even knows that they do events that's like, what i'm saying it's crazy i didn't know that they, that they had that with like universal like whatever happens there normally just thing goes there well, for the most part i mean because i don't know if i don't know if most people know this or not but like universal and SeaWorld work very tightly with each other yeah 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 like when I don't know how much I want to say, but well, when you're universal, well, I mean, when you get hired for at SeaWorld, you, you get, get a universal, universal pass. yeah, yeah, you get admission to Universal, and Universal employees get admission to SeaWorld. Yeah, it's crazy. If SeaWorld watches this, start that was such a rant. I was like, <laughs> just, I get they watch, so start there, work your way up to the next things, but it's like it all starts at the bottom of the pyramid. Start yeah. start with the little stuff, handle what you can handle then work your way up it's like because until if people who are working there don't like working there no matter marketing that you do is going to help because people are going to come in and they're going to talk to the employees and the employees are going to be pissed treated off and, how they are treated now. and then you're going to be like oh i just don't want to go there again and i that and that and that does trickle down like yeah. my biggest thing i had team members and like when i would tell my team sorry <laughs> what i would tell my team members was like don't worry about making things work that is my job. Mm. Your job is to keep the guest happy. My job is to keep you as my team member happy. Because if you're happy, the guest is gonna be happy. Now that's a good supervisor right there. Yeah. Mm. But but it's true. Like yeah. and my my team members are always happy. And I mean, any guest complaint that I got, I would tell them, I'd be like, they can take it up with me. But you're not fighting with them. You're not there to fight that. Yeah. You're there to make sure, like, you know, ride run the ride efficiently and keep a smile on your face. The moment you can't do that. 
I need to be the one to step in mm. and keep you happy in that case. Mm. And I think that's not something that, you know, trickles down because there's a lot of people who were at my level who, who felt the same way and cared yeah. for their team. My first, my first, my priority was my team. My team yeah. had to be happy at all times, but that's not, you know, I'm pretty sure the president doesn't care about his team. He's just well, like, see, where's the money at? Where's right. the profit? You know? And like, that's, that's where the issue starts. Yeah. And that all starts with culture. Yeah. It's like, what kind of culture do you want to have here? Cause that's how like one thing about Disney that I will say is that like, I absolutely loved like on my college program, I had the busiest job in the park. At least that's what I was told when I, what did you do it. at Disney? I did outdoor vending. So like Ooh. all of the places you see at magic kingdom where they're selling like popcorn and, and Mickey bars or, um, egg rolls. That sounds awful. I worked every single thing in the park. So I didn't know the entire park. Yeah. Like bathrooms, everything. And our leadership, like our coordinators and stuff were phenomenal at like constantly making sure that we were okay because they were like, they're like, we know how stressed you are doing this job. Like it's extremely busy. There's a lot to like keep on your mind, especially if you're at a stand alone. Like you have yeah. to make sure if you start running low on Mickey bars that you call it in in time so that someone can get to you. And then also know that you have to make sure you write it down. So you have a stock for inventory while you're also trying to deal with guests. All of a sudden, who knows your pretzel thing might go down. There's a lot going on. So it's like, it's important to make sure whoever's there is okay and they're phenomenal at it and like that's why i tell everyone about the dcp i'm like you have the time of your life and it's because of how the leadership treated me yeah so it's like it does start from it all comes from the top down trickles down it all comes from the but all it takes is one person to be unhappy in in that chain and you know they interrupt the system yeah. in sea world's case everybody's unhappy but <laughs> <laughs> i digress yeah but the point is I know we were bashing on it a little bit, but we're bashing on it from a loving it's a, place. It's, it is a critical, you know, and I feel like we didn't only be like, they suck, they suck, they <laughs> suck. We'd be like, they suck. This is what they should, you know, this is what we think we, they should do or what we would like to see because, you know, maybe, I don't I don't know their finances, so maybe they're not in the place to be yeah, raising knows? team maybe member pay. But that's what I would like to see because I am still going to that park very often waiting in longer lines than I should because they don't have enough staffing. So like right. at the end of the day, how you said with Jojo that like at the end of the day, we're the ones that win when a company does something like this, we're the ones that lose. Right. So it is sad to see, but I mean, I'm hoping with this hotel, like, I mean, I hadn't thought about the hotel and Epic universe coinciding. So yeah. this, this might be big for them. I'm hoping this is their big breakthrough and like SeaWorld grows because that is a hell of a park. Also, the most beautiful park in Orlando. Sorry, we, I literally yeah. forgot to mention that. I know. I can, Vegetation wise, location wise, everything. That is the most beautiful park in Orlando. No other park in Orlando has anything on SeaWorld. Literally, every time I hear about, like, <laughs> mic drop. <laughs> literally, every time I've heard about Discovery Cove and, like, even like when I compare SeaWorld, I'm like, you don't understand how pretty these parks actually are yeah. until you're there. If they were clean for and, like, properly, like, maintained oh man that's the thing so like every world is a paradise discovery cove is a parrot i mean discovery yeah. cove is a paradise so but that's like on a whole different level yeah sea world proper no that's not yeah but to end basically i mean like the product is there like if you go to sea world today you're gonna have a good time 
yeah, we're, we're going this week. Like we like it's a great park. Yeah, I haven't been in like two weeks, and I'm like, <laughs> I need my, <laughs> I need my blueberry lemonade yeah. vodka. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, there's a few things they could work on. And like anywhere. Yeah, like anywhere. And listen, we just want to give them some criticism so that they do it, and then they can be one of the best, and we have a more fun at the place that we like to go. Yeah, you can't love a place unless you're able to criticize it and not, you know, like, yeah, like everyone take it seriously. Because I criticize it like crazy. Am I still going to go back? <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, it's something, it's stuff that I would like to see get done because I think it would be to the benefit of the company, the consumer, and the employees. Exactly. And with that, it is, oh, what, are, do you have a tag or something? No, that's it. Were I you going you you to do the outro? Oh, I'm not. Oh, yeah, go for it. Well, and and with that said, you know. I don't give a damn about my reputation.